Hello and welcome to episode 199 of the Loud and Proud podcast. It's the League All About It show round 7. A little bit about the Ulster final at the start and then at the end we'll hear a little bit of the snippet of the interview I did with Jimmy Murray. So before all that, let's begin with the usual Oasis. Sing it loud, sing it proud today. Yeah, Jesus, some, some win for Derry, absolute blood, guts, thunder. Um, I watched it on BBC. I actually thought I actually thought <laughs> I went I went wrong on all of them. All me all me um, provincial finals. I thought Kildare would do well and maybe beat Dublin. Jesus, how wrong was I there? I thought Donegal would beat Derry. I thought the Rossies would beat Galway. I still think they might win to All Ireland. And then, well, I I didn't think Limerick would beat Kerry, but Jesus, they were. F- fairly well manhandled maybe that, that's maybe a bit of an indication we're, we're allowed we'll be going into next week against Cork I'll be building up on that podcast with Mick Foley on we're going to preview that game in depth as usual previewing it and then I'm going to pick my team in later on in the week but yeah just looking at Derry watching the BBC covers Ushie McConville uh, Peter Canavan and Mickey Hart it's just, it's just it's outstanding you know the way they can get at each other it's kind of like a pub chat it's like good banter um, they're fairly impassioned about their points and about football in general and getting across the line and a real sense of occasion. Obviously, it's uh, well. Obviously, it's it's due to the provincial ground as well. Let's not get away from that fact. Like the sanitised nature of Crow Park for the Leinster final doesn't do anything for it. We knew that. We learned that from the semi-finals. Fisher Stadium as well, a home fixture for a favourite doesn't bode well either. Maybe a smaller ground, or maybe like imagine that packed out in Ennis or or something like that. Um, even Semple Stadium, no, would be just okay of a crowd in terms of wouldn't be overly daunting to to fill it out. Um, so just just that like Fisher, yeah, you know. So it wasn't going to give Limerick any real chance either. It was going to be short walk, especially. Kerry trained there now this time of year and then the um, what's the other one the the Galway game home game as well like great occasion though in fairness and uh, probably I think Roscommon were very hard done by they should have had a penalty towards the end and when three points was, was the difference between the sides we've seen fluky goals off the post and how, well not fluky goals really good sharp forwards um, reacting quicker to that um, and that, that just got them over the line it got um Dublin over the line too, getting the perfect start. Just killed the game. Good luck. I could turn it off after the two goals went in. I actually did more or less switch off mentally. If not watching this, it's gone. This game's done for. Um, and it was. But it just shows, like, Mickey's there in Clonus. He's watching these teams firsthand. He's talking about the cutting. The, the, when you meet a blanket defence, the two teams were mirroring each other. It's like that Spider-Man meme where they're both facing each other. Two Spider-Man pointing at each other. Hey, hey. So... They were mirroring each other as teams, but it's just a little bit of craft, a little bit of hunger, a little bit, little bit of shot taking. Really excellent runs and lines of running. But Derry got that early goal. They had the hunger to drive on. They had a little bit of extra kind of wanting and that extra kind of kind of battle hardiness. Donegal were, were three weeks waiting for that game, whereas uh, Derry were two weeks. But it just showed the sharpness. The depth in the panel and where they come from as well when they go on a journey and that that that's maybe what Rory Gallagher sold to them at the start and once you gain that momentum you've really a greater chance of, of, of succeeding when you go up the gears like that and up the leagues like that hopefully Mickey will be going like that as well with us um, massive week really looking forward to it with the build up alone but just looking at 
getting uh, teeth into Cork and, and I've been really dissecting it during the week uh, especially on, on my team um, maybe picking a different team to what Laird had out against Kildare uh, and going a little bit kind of outside the box on things the way I, I kind of usually look look at kind of picking teams like that maybe not necessarily the team Mickey picks but maybe he might after today he might see the way football is going and see what way you need to prepare teams because it's, it's, it's different now I know the sun is out the ground is harder it's a different type of game than the league and what the horses that might have got us through the, that, those courses might have to be changed and adapted for this big game against Cork in Park Kiev. look that's enough about that um, I'm going to um, talk about now um, the league all about show you're going to hear the whole show in a second but I'm a devil I never I, ne- I always forget to thank all the people and all the people who send in the stuff from each and every club and without that, it wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be for you. And I, I can sign off and say that Roach won as well, and that's the one result missing. You hear that full live updates now. So yeah, let's let's listen to that, and then we'll hang on just at the end. We'll hear a little bit more from the Jimmy Murray podcast that I did uh, on Saturday as well. So yeah, here's here's the league all about, about the show round seven, brought to you by the Cleaning Doctor. It's loud and proud league all about the show, brought to you by the Cleaning Doctor. Loud and modern external cleaning services. Windows, gutters, walls, roofs, patios and driveways. Aaron Roach will clean them up for you because he is a sponsor and he supports this League All About It show. Round seven. We're over a third of the way through league games and results and <laughs> scores are still coming in. Right, the usual. Let's go through it all. Let's see who's going to go first. We'll go through all the league. We'll go through all the league results. We'll get into the games and then we'll do permutations at the end in terms of the league table under the Hollywood Division, Hollywood Development League tables. And then we will give a performance of the week as well. There's a couple of teams always pop up. A lot of games played early on in the weekend, Thursday night games, four on, four on and Friday night. And then there's still actually one playing at the moment. The clans are playing Roach, kind of a local derby. That threw in at seven o'clock. So we will we will try and uh, maybe get a bit of a result at the uh, at the end or maybe midway through that game. But yeah, seven o'clock on the Sunday that's a long way for those players after a hell of a weekend of sport in terms of Champions League finals, rugby finals, provincial finals. I'm exhausted even after that Derry Donegal game. Out of episode one nine nine of the Loud and Proud podcast, which will double up as this league all about the show. If you can't watch it, you can listen to the show back. Um, they'll be touching. I'll be touching on this week ahead. I'll have Mick Foley on the podcast, the the Sunday Times uh, sports editor or sports uh, GA uh, writer. He's going to come on and talk about Cork. He's a Cork native. We're also going to. I'm going to give my team for that big game against Cork. And um, we had a massive reaction to the podcast that went out, and probably a lot of people, more people will react to it. And that I did yesterday with Jimmy Murray, his talk about his gambling addiction, massive feedback, and a lot of people have got in touch with myself and Jimmy. Hopefully, it'll help a few people out to hear the struggles and the sheer honesty and just it's emotional at times just to go through it um, and just how it affects people and how it affected Jimmy. I actually learned a lot about it as well in terms of how gambling and how any addiction affects people. Um, it's very, very uh, touching at times, but I'm um, very proud of Jimmy for coming on and, and chatting about it. Hopefully he can help a few other people out. Right, let's get, that's all that's to come and that's all that has been on patreon.com forward slash loud and proud. Sign up now if you haven't. I really uh, think you urge you to, to do it and get up for the for the court game next week because it's massive, but then on the local scene, like I said, Jimmy, 
and then we'll have the league all about it, Sean. Probably it's nearly time to pick a team of the team of the league. I have suggestions, but people are sending stuff in as we speak. Right, Division One results: four, five, five home wins, one outlier. That was the Geraldines. They beat the Brides one ten to one eight in Knockbridge today. The Mockers beat Cooley fourteen points to one five. The Jocks beat Maddock Rangers fourteen points to one eight or fifteen points to one eight. Ardy. I had a bit of an incorrect scoreline during the week. I had the scoreline swapped the way around. A lot of RD people let me know. And it's great. I, I I really appreciate people letting me know um, if I have the wrong result up. So do if I have anything wrong or anything right, do let me know. RD won 3.15 to 1.12. I'll tell you who got the goals for RD and the Dreadnoughts goal shortly. The Pats, 2.8 to 2.6 winners over the Mahanies, another former senior final. The Blues... They remain on top. I'll talk about the permutation in a second. They beat the Feckins, another local derby. 13 points to 1-7 on Taurus tonight. Division 2, um, the O'Connells, what a win. Five goals and 13 points against the Plunkets, 1-10. The Joes were beaten at home by the Kevins, 13 points to 7. The O'Rahleys, big, big scoreline. A lot of goals to go through. I'm going to tell you, each and every one of them, 8-16 to 3-8 winners over the Finbars who seem to be struggling in Division 2. The only draw of the whole weekend went with Kilcarely and the Gales. I'll tell you who got the leveller. And who got the leveller is a massive team across this whole weekend's action, actually. I also have I also I always end up with a couple of narratives on storylines, and I have a couple of them, and I'll get to them at the end. New, New Irelanders, they continue to reign. They got 13 points against Tunnistown. Still waiting on their, their scores, actually. Whoever got the, let me know who got the, the bulk of the Irelanders score. I could, I could put a bit of a guess up. Um, hot result just in. It's Roach are winning 8-6 at half time against the Clans in Fahart or Stonetown. Or, not Stonetown, that's on the minute. They thought they were going to win. They were winning at half time. They were beating 3-12 to 2-6. I'll go straight to Division 3B results. It's the Bannon, 1-12 to eight-point winners over the Knicks. I'll tell you the permutations of that in a second. Cahull and Gales, they were beaten on Taurus tonight by the Mitchells, two ten to nine points. I'll tell you who got the two goals in the first half for the Mitchells shortly. Dowdles Hill got a goal night and a half, and they beat the Shawns, who are winless so far this season, 2-13 to 1-14. They'll chance at the end. We'll get into that shortly too. The Glen Emmets, they beat the Napiercy, 15 to six points. Glide hot on their tails with a three sixteen to one two win over the Westerns. I tell you who got the goal for the Westerns. Also, and Lanier and the Malagies. All about goals. This sunshine is just getting to people's heads. Um, five eight to four six. But I will tell you the second half turnaround in that game also. Um, win there for Lanier. So wins in Division One for the Blues, Pats, RD, Jocks, Jairs. Division Two: The O'Connells, Kevin's, Rallies, Don Dock, Young Ireland's. Division Three: A. All with the more or less going with the favourites, Glen Emmett, Glyde, and Lanier. Division 3B is really hotting up there. Tones, Sabanan, Mitchells, and Dowdles Hill. I'm going to go straight to Division 2 because there was a lot of games on in Division 2 today. There was one that wasn't, uh, that was the early game, that was Thursday night. Was that Thursday night or Friday? Seems so long ago with all the sport that was on, but the O'Connell's got a really vital win against the Plunkers. I think that was their second of the season. And they've all. Uh, Stacked full forward line. Jackie Agnes moved into the full forward line. Keen uh, Doyle is in there with Robert Quigley. Those terrible twins inside. They usually rack up high scores, and they did against uh, the Plunkets in uh, that maroon, all maroon and white battle. Quigley end up a one four. 
Keen Doyle ended up with 2-2 and Jackie Agnew got 1-1. Actually, I'm missing the other goal score. Actually, now that I see it, that's only four. If I'm if I'm counting that right, I want to get that. I want to give that other that other score their dues because it's not nice missing out on a goal score. I'll certainly let know who got that uh, missing goal. Ah, oh, should I guess Niall Connor? Niall Connor finishing one five, top scored. But it was nine four at half time. There was no goals at half time. Would you believe? But um, it just it just shows the second half and the ability of the O'Connells to get scores. Um, and look at the the Plunkers did come back into Keen Matthews returned to the sky to the side and did well. And Stephen Burke got a late consolation goal as well for the Plunkers. So they're struggling after getting a couple of good results in the past couple of weeks, picking up a point, picking up points. Another team that's also struggling is the Finbar, still waiting on their goal scorers. They were beating 8, 16, 3, and they have all the rallies goal scorers. Are you ready to take them down? There's a lot of them. Baz Flanagan got three goals. Kyle McElroy got two. Ben Smith, Connor Rice, and Owen Moore. Owen Moore scoring goals there at a, at a fierce rate. He got the other he got the other one to finish with the, the eight. So the rallies are right up there. They're getting their they're hitting high tallies. They're they're down a lot of players, but they're still able to, to, to string a good result against the Finbar and finish that game strongly as well. The Kevins and the Joes. The Joes seem to be down a lot of players, but the Kevins seem to be coming into a bit of form. Under uh, the tutelage of Thomas McNamee, who probably had a short trip over to that game. Um, with with the Joes, uh, Colonel Smith, Jack Mulligan, and uh, Jack Mull and Alan McKenna got two points each, and Lee Crosby I think got six for the Kevins. Cameron Maher seems to be impressing as well at centre half for the Kevins. So that's a big win for them. That's their third win. It's not their third win in the campaign. I'll get into that shortly when I look at the table. But um, significant news and significant game here is the first point that the Gales have dropped this season in their draw against the Kilcarely Emmets. Kilcarely with a late, 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 late level. They got two points in injury time. Fionn Combs got a quick point. And then Conor Quigley came off the bench. The Laird Horler, fresh from his victory in the Laurie Mark Cup. He came off the bench and kicked the leveller. And the Gales had a chance to go down the field and win it. They looked to, they looked to be um, in pole position with Dylan McKeown scoring again heavily six points. Tom O'Connell got a penalty. He finished in 1-3, but it just wasn't to be. Kilcarely showed their toughness. Uh, they toughed it out, got back into that game and showed how much of a good football team they are and that maybe the table does lie a little bit this season. Hunterstown were beaten by the Irelanders 13-8. They have a great ongoing rivalry. Still waiting for the Irelanders scores. I'll just have a quick scan. Did anyone send them in? Yeah, I might have it in here now at the moment. No, don't. That's someone from Derry and I me saying, uh, let me see. Yeah, they're, uh, yeah. I congratulate the Derry, Derry, um, Michael McMullen, Derry uh, journalist, and he, he he wrote back, Cheryl. I think he meant to say cheers, but um, yeah, so, Great win for Derry. We might talk about that later on in the episode 199 podcast. Yeah, Hunterstown, um, Glenn Matthews, top scorer again for Hunterstown. Dean Bournes came off the bench to get a point, but I don't think I don't think they scored uh I don't think they scored that much from play um, here from hearing from reports um in that. So big win for the Irelanders. Do send me in their scores, but look I'd say Dean another Dean, Dean Maguire might have been Scoring heavily in that, and maybe uh, Carl Ferret or also maybe Peter McFavrick. He probably might be tied up with Laird actually. So, is that all Division Two? Yes, it is. That's all Division Two. We'll move on. We know Roach and the Clans is still ongoing. We'll go straight to Division Three, and I'll leave Division One to the end. Um, 
yeah, so it, it was a close game. It was it was a it was it would have been a lot closer only for a late Keen O'Neill goal for the Glen Amis to win over the Piercy. There was there was nine two in it. Um terrible duo. I'm not talking the duos already. Um, but uh, James Butler and Ronald Gufferty returned to the side, returned to the half forward and pushed Keen O'Neill into the inside line. He got a goal just for half time to make a one nine to two, and that kind of kills the game um at half time then. Tully Allen come out the second half. Um, despite Joe Woods getting a point, Michal Begley, Robbie O'Hanlon doing rightly again. Damien Grimes gets two goals. Um, and then Alex Carlin as well continues his good form of late. And then Glide. They um they they, they had a comprehensive victory. Trevor O'Brien, Brian Duffy getting two, two goals in the first half. Um, the Westons come back into a slightly with Ryan Duffy getting the first goal. The first goal since the opening weekend. Then Aaron Devlin uh, kind of kills off that kind of spirit to come back from the Westons with, with, with a goal. So they keep uh, the winning momentum going for, for the Lyde, for the Tannistown men. And then what a game like in uh, Kurtman. <laughs> it was 4 4 to 5 at half time for. Um, to, in, in Lanlier's favour there was a bit of a stag on the weekend a couple of the players were involved um, and they were probably sick of points so they just wanted to go for goals so it was very interesting to see 4-4 four, four to 5 at half time who gets the goal in the first 12 minutes another Laird Horlock Peter Fortune gets a hat-trick um, so he's bringing that he, they're all full of confidence and they're banging in scores so um, yeah 4-4 four, four to 4 he talked grand second half he could relax they can go and just uh, enjoy the second half and, and, and ease it out. Darren Malone got the other goal and Pierce Hawkins came off the bench to get a goal in the second half. But three goals in the first couple of minutes from the Malachies, first 12 minutes, Paulie McLaughlin, I think, got, got the hat-trick. He got the first three goals in 12 minutes, matching Peter Fortune, who got the goals in the... Uh, in the first half in the first half for Landley. I want to just see who the other goal scorer is. Just don't want to leave out. Polly McLaughlin got one. Pierce Carty got two goals. Apologies. And uh, Colin Rooney. And who is the other one? It is. That's. Well, that's four. Yeah, sorry. I'll keep it in as five. So, yeah, hell of a game there in Corman. And um, really enjoyable. Really. And it just shows the Malachis are very plucky on their day. They can be quite a handful. So, they, they'll bring that. And I'm going to talk about that at the end when, it, when we see the leagues, how it's going to be split. Because we're coming to that squeaky bum time. There's a cut-off points and teams who want to get into that top half, avoid relegation, push for maybe league honours also. So that's all of Division 3A. Division 3B, talk about um, topsy-turvy game. Um, it was a, it was a fair, fair affair in um, Drada this morning with the Tones. Uh, managerless Tones at, actually at the moment they're seeking a new manager but uh, they were down at half time 2-5 to 1-3 5 down at half time I actually thought they were gone I thought there was a, a big shock between Anna Minnan and the Tones now, those two teams talking about cut off points with the phase 2 coming in with the, with the split in the leagues um, Anna Minnan now are four points off um, the Tones in that split. That should see the Tones secure their place in the top of the table. Who got the goals? James O'Connor, the hero last weekend. He got he got the goal and Tiernan O'Brien got the other goal for a minute. But um, Kevin Brady got the goal in the first half for the Tones, uh, two fight to one three, which I mentioned. And uh, Caelan Floody and Danny Bourne got two goals in the second half to just 
get the tones over the line, that crucial victory. Stabannon, they welcomed back Harry Butley last week. He was more prominent again this week. He was on the wing this week. He, he, he notched 1-6 um, in that display nearly half the, the thing. He gets all the plaudits with Sean Hayden in a full back and a great game as well. Joe McGrath returning to the goals for Stabannon as well after a long absence. Great to see him back. It was 1-8 to 5 at halftime, so Spirit of the second half from the Knicks sticking back out. Fionn Maher got five points. Paulie Downey as well. But that was a top-of-the-table clash. And that was that was really good because the Mitchells had taken that temporarily went top on Friday night, Thursday night. Two goals in the first half. I mentioned earlier, who was it? Garrett Kane. He got two goals. He finished with 2-2. Two, two. So, uh, but they had to rely on David Anderson in goals. He's a really good goalie. I always mentioned in the championship, in the league, all about it, on the pod, um, the Champods, David Anderson really crops up really highly in those games. And he, he had to be relied on in the first half, second half. Because Michael McKay was lurking there for Holland Gales, who are going quite steadily uh, as well this season. Um, in the other game, Thursday night game, the Dowdlers, they beat the Shawns at 1-8-8 to ahead of halftime. Paul Gill, reliable player. Um, kind of a good stalwart with Dowdlers. He got the first half goal. David O'Neill tried to keep the uh, Sean's in touch they had no subs they're down to the bare 15 a lot of injuries about 6 or 7 lads out injured for the Sean's his left boot got a couple of scores Comic Walsh gets a goal in the second half just to pull it back make it very interesting for the Sean's and the Dowdlers but uh, Niall McManus again can be relied on for Dowdlers he killed the game off as a contest right so we're getting now oh I have just the scores in let me see do I have yeah I have total scores Hugh Osborne got a goal Connor Osborne got a goal and trying to see who got the other goal. I think it was uh, Kieran Markey, but I can't be sure because I can't really read the report that I got in. But um, yeah, so um, we continue on to Division 1. So there was three games played before today and I'll get into the three games that were played today. The Jocks beat Mark Rangers 15 points to 1-8. They raced into a 7-1 lead. Um, Jack Murphy getting, was probably the difference in the game. He got three first-half points. Very impressive display. He seems to be pulling up trees. There's a there's a trend growing as well. That's another thing. A lot of players that are standing out without um, county men, maybe they might get a call-up. There's a couple in Division 1 anyway. But Liam Flynn, to be fair, pulled Mark right back into the game, pulled them level in the first uh, few minutes, first part, for, what would you say, the third quarter of that game. Um, got them level. He got the goal just before half time to leave it seven points to one two. Mark did get level, but the second half was kind of got a bit scrappy. Two black cards by the side. Evan Whelan, Connor Healy for the Martins, Ben McKenna, and James Carr are four Matta Rangers. And uh, Mark did have a chance to pull it pull it back again, but Tom Gray and, and Connor Whelan just seemed to be that little bit of, of a difference in the end for the county champions in that local derby victory. Cooley Kickhams, they went down. They were 8-1 down to the Moctis in Loud Village. Declan Bourne got 11 points, 5 frees, and Jerry Garland got a couple of scores, and Cormac Smith came off the bench to get a point. Also, McMahon's in midfield, Kieran and Darren seem to be doing uh, wonders there. They're working a good partnership, understandably they would be. Good to see Kieran McMahon playing out in the middle of the field and expressing himself and getting himself fit and, and showing a really, really good bit of form. Uh, Peter Shields gets a goal, pulls back a goal. He's a good player. 
good dogged footballer. Um, like look at him, very fit and gets himself about the field. Can play kind of across that middle eight, a half back line, half forward. Probably could play a corner back too. He got a goal and uh, to pull it back, but uh, doing much better in the second half. Um, that's just sorry, just getting the scores in, and I think yeah, I'm going to get the Ireland scores for you now. And uh, despite the delay, let's see who got a couple of scores. Yeah, um, Dermot Moan actually got four points, Carl Farrell with three, and Jordan O'Donoghue with three points. Also, uh, Robbie Farrell come up the field and got a score, she became and Keen O'Donoghue got a goal, got a point as well. Um, the Brides and the Geraldines now, this was a real tasty local derby, very feisty. Um, you had a case of they're very close in the table as well. Geraldine got the only away victory of the day in Division 1. And they're coming to showing a good bit of form. They've been quite solid this season. Um, and let me see. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Um, actually, I think that's wrong. I think I'm probably j blaming James Carr. I think it was actually uh, Killian Hickey. Yeah, I'm going to blame Killian in the full back line. Um, in, in the... In the uh, in that local derby between the brides and the Geraldines, the Geraldines are going to take all the the local bragging rights. Michael Rogers got one one. Shane O'Hanlon, I think he top scored with four points. John McCrohan um, made it one five to one four at halftime. Emma Kirk getting a goal. They obviously uh, they would have had Horus back in the side of Zoom. Andrew Smith and Liam Malloy would have came back and featured for the brides. We've seen Jamie McDonald return to the to the Feckins and in their loss, their 13 points, 1-7 loss. Ross Nally, that's another player we mentioned. He finished with uh, eight points, I think. Robert Carr returned to the side. But the Blues had to finish that game with 13 men. Colm Judge and Cormac Costello getting uh, getting sent out. Eight all now in uh, Fort between that game. It's probably not Fort. Where is it? What's the, there is a there is a name where that where that Roach game is, but I can't think. Anyway, the Feckins and the Blues. Uh, Ryan Walsh got one three in the second half. It just wasn't to be. It was five four at half time. But the Blues just showing that little bit of class, a little bit of craft. Uh, I mentioned Robert Carr coming back on, uh, to the start of fifteen. He edged them over the line despite the numerical disadvantage. Um, the Pats and the O'Mahonies. The Pats are, are after picking up two wins in about five days. Um, Carl Grogan, they, they shot into the lead. 1-4 to no score. I think Adam Finnegan got one of the other scores as well. Or Tiger Connor maybe. They made it 1-4 to no score in, in the first 20 minutes. And then Terry Kelly gets a goal. He returns to the side with no Ben McLaughlin for the O'Mahonies. He comes in and gets a score. Maybe gets the goal and the point. Maybe go 1-4 to 1-1 one, one and a half. And give the O'Mahonies a bit of hope away from home. Um, having won the weekend before, but then an early goal from Aiden McCann. He's he had to go another goal in, in five days um, for him, and then um, three points from Daniel O'Connor eased him over the line despite Kelly getting another goal for the Manis. Um, so another a big win there for the Pats. They're on a bit of a roll, a bit of run of uh, a bit of run of form. That's the way it kind of goes. Teams are going to get a lot of runs of form. Like you see the ups and downs, the goals, and it's very very hard to predict. You cannot predict. You'd be mad if you're going to predict it, but obviously there's only one outlier there that the Blues seem to be steamrolling teams and getting over the line and doing just enough, despite their kind of loss of county players as well, not playing this season. doesn't seem to have affected them as much as others. And uh, similarly, you can probably say the same about the Brides as well. They've been affected, same as the Feckins, with Horlers and Fupplers. Um, Ardy in the Dreadnoughts, that was Friday night. Nathan Sutherland gets a goal, gets a goal. he finished on 1-2. Him and uh, Tiernan Corrigan trade a goal. Corrigan's a good young player, Noah Clyde as well. 
well. Co- a couple of young players getting their opportunities for the Marys with the county players uh, Exodus not be, not playing. Um, I think there's a goal in that game. <laughs> this is really like live soccer. Sorry. There's a goal in that game in Vohart. 1-8 to 8. I don't know who got the goal. Let me see. It's just flashing up here on WhatsApp. Let me see. A goal for Roach. Who got it? Who else but Barry O'Hare? Um, I thought you I say someone was gonna say I was gonna say Shane Bourne or um Mark Bourne. Let me see who else. Um, where was I? Where was I there? I'm about to lose my flow. Yes, yeah, sorry, we're our, we were in RD on Friday night along the banks of the River D and Sutherland Corrigan trading goals. Carl Faulkner gets a goal and the unlikeliest source, the fullback, strides up the field, opens up, let the fullback have it, let the fullback have it. He came the whole way up the field. Couple of chances to lay it off. He didn't just slots it into the net. That's a great start in the second half. And then Shane Matthews, who's returned as well. He gets a he gets a late goal just to kill the game off as a contest. Uh, Peppy gets a couple of scores. Peter Carroll as well. Uh, being Highland, he gets a score as well. But um Dean Dean Matthews, Shane's brother comes off the bench and gets a point as well. So good win for Ardy. They seem to be coming out with a bit of form as well. So that's um that's all the results and all the roundup. We might we might nearly get um, a full time with that game in Fahart if I if I t- keep talking. But we have a lot more to talk about uh, in this show. The League All About Show brought to you by the Cleaning Doctor, External Cleaning Service and Laird and Windows, gutters, walls, roofs, patios, and driveways. Do check them out on their Facebook page as well. Let me see. Right, we go through to the Hollywood Development Leagues. We will see now what way it lies. We go straight to Division One. And the Blues, they're sitting on top. They're five wins out of seven. They've drawn two. They're unbeaten so far this season. Cooley right down the bottom with a bit of a gap there opening there between themselves and the Pats and the Dreadnoughts. The Beckons are on five points, but they have a game in hand against the Mahonies. The Mahonies, if they win that, they can go right into that cluster of teams on eight points. But the Mockers win today sees them second outright in the table that just shows they're they're going about their business quite nicely after their their kind of their poor start probably down to maybe Declan Bourne not being available in those early games so that's the way it kind of stands in division one I won't I'll I'll just go to division two at the end um division 3a yes so that's the um that's the way it's going with the with the three teams, the way they're set up with um many games. So they they'll take a break next week. There's a, there's a there is a bit of a break with Loud playing next week against Cork. Um there will be no game, but they'll be playing for another week. There'll be uh extended break for the, the, the teams in three A because they have less teams, only six teams in that division. And they will be split into three and three. So there's still a chance there for Glide, even though they're on ten points, the three points behind Len Emmett's. Len Lear are right in between the two of them on eleven. So if those three teams, this is where, where it comes really interesting. Um, and also, like can be caught by the Percy. Let's see, do they play each other? Do they play each other? Uh, let me see. Lloyd and the Percy do play each other. They play each other next in that extended break. They won't play until the 19th of June, so they could bring that right back together. Um, Evan Quigley has been, has denied Billy Smith a you know, big goal chance there as well. Uh, where would you get it? You wouldn't get this anywhere else. The live updates as we go. So the Glen Emmett's, Glen Lear and Lloyd look to be fairly so- consolidated there in 3A, but there is a chance for the person to sneak in there as well. The Westerns are bottom on three points. Division 3, uh, let me see, 3B. Now, this is really, really uh, hotting up at the top of the table. With the Knicks and Stabannon playing each other today, um, 
it was a big, big game between the two because either had a chance to go top if both teams drew. They would have ended up on 11 points. They would have pushed them to level with the Mitchells. But Stabana are on top outright and they look to be in pole position to drive on now um, in with, with that... Uh, with that win today against the Knicks. The Mitchells were temporarily, I mentioned earlier on, went top of the table. So um, the Mitchells are really, really putting that early loss in, in the season behind them and, and they're, they're driving on. The tones, I mentioned that four-point gap they've opened up. It seems to be a cut-off point because Annamon and Dowdles Hill, Cahill and Gales and Lashawns look to be the bottom four teams. Dowdles and uh, Annamon and Rovers are both on five points after, despite Dowdles' second win. Um, it's nearly down to a one-point game in forward as well. But yeah, so that four-point gap has opened up. And then in Division 2, let's have a look at that now. The Gales, they dropped their first point of the season, but they're still top outright by two points ahead of the Ireland. The Ireland, they're a team that's quietly going about their business and pushing themselves right up there as well in the mix. Uh, in the bottom, you have the, the you have three teams now. Kilcarely tried as they might today, but that point to see them joint level with three at the bottom. Three teams at the bottom makes it interesting in, in terms of head to head. That goes out the window, so it goes down the point difference. Kilcarely and the Plunkets and the Finbars, so it all goes down. And the Finbars point difference wouldn't be great after today, exceeding eight goals, 24 points. So they are down on the bottom. And the columns are just above them. That's a vital win to separate them from the Flunkets. But then at that cut-off point, you have Hunterstown and Roach. Roach could go in there if they win. They can go up at eight points and push Hunterstown below the clans. But the clans can push right up the giant toward if they come back and win as well. But it looks like the rallies, nine points, the Irelanders and the Dock Gales. Um, seems to be the team. Those would be the teams you pick, but some win for the Kevins. They're right in the mix as well with four with four wins that pushing them to eight points. So that's it. That is the uh, League All About Show brought to you by the Clean Doctor, External Clean Service in Laird of Monaghan. You have wins for the Blues, Pats, RD, Jocks, Mockers, and Geraldines. The O'Connells, Kevin's, Rattleys, and the Ireland's win in Division Two. Possibly Roach, or probably might be a draw. I'm gonna I'll update you as well, like I do on. Uh, the Patreon page. If you, if you don't sign up, it'll be there. It's there for free anyway. You get that update. Um, Kilcarley and the the Gales through, and then in Division Three A, the Glen Emmets, Clyde and Lanier won. The Tones, Stepan and Mitchells won, and Dowdles Hill as well. Performance of the weekend, scoreline of the weekend. Oh, who will I give this to? You can give it to the Pats for their for their big win, their big win at home. Cup another win at home push them right up there, going to get them away from the foot of the table. Takes them from one point to five points in the matter of days. Um, is that, uh, like, performance levels alone, eight goals in a game for the rally state. We know they can shoot their lights out. Um, the O'Connells as well, that's a vital win to push them above the Plunkets as well. Lanier, first half performance, Peter Fortune's first half hat-trick in 12 minutes. Um the tone second half performance, the Bannon winning that top of the table clash. Um, maybe I'll give it this to Bannon in 3B. Malachy's had a good performance despite the loss, but yeah, Lanier in 3A. Um, the Kevins in Division 2. The Rattleys in Division 2 as well. Hardy's big win. Uh, I think I would give performance of the weekend to the Geraldines. That away victory against the Brides. 
they're going to meet in the championship. Yeah, they are, aren't they? And it puts the Geraldines right up there as well. Um, they go to eight points. So they join themselves with the brides and marks. So there's three teams in eight points. Three teams that meet each other in the championship. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all. That's my performance of the weekend. I'm going to give it to the Geraldines and their win. Latest update. I'm going to give you one last update before... Um, yeah, so, you know, Conor Noonan and Jason Cullen have pulled points back for the clans. I'll have an update on that. Do do listen to the, the show back. It'll be on episode 199. Like I mentioned, true, try and have a listen to the Jimmy Murray podcast. It's it's re, it's tough listening, but it's uh, it's it's very kind of poignant and it probably affects an awful lot of people. And we've got massive feedback already. This week, we'll be building up to the Cork game. Loud in Cork next Saturday in Cork, boy. Mick Foley will be on. I'll be picking my team as well for the championship. Michael Rogers got the goal as well. Um, sorry, I just wanted to mention that. He got the goal in case I said Shane Rogers earlier. Um, Jimmy Podcast. Yeah, so I suppose the, the, the teams of this weekend is the Horlers. Their return to the to the club action with really, really good effect. The cut-off points in those leagues is really hotting up. Um, players standing out, the likes of Harry Butterley, the likes of um, Jack Murphy, the likes of Peter Shields, the likes of Baz Flanagan, Ross Nally, all those players showing really good form that could be could be called up into the layer. It, make, it makes them stand out even more. Um, there's a break next week because of, there'll be no league action next week because of the Cork game, obviously. And that's it. That's everything. That's enough, I think. Um, so, yeah, do sign up. Patreon.com forward slash Loud and Proud. Thanks very much for the cleaning doctor and to yourselves for supporting this league all about the show. Without you, it wouldn't be possible. Good luck. Bye-bye. And enjoy the rest of that sunny, sunny, sporty weekend. Good luck. So, yeah, now, I can't let, that was a jam-packed league all about the show. And with all the trends, the horrors returning to, to prominence, and the cut-off points, players standing out, and um, the break next week as well. Um, we'll give we much needed. Um, but that, that just to confirm, Roach did win. I hope you enjoyed that live aspect of it. They go now from seven, that cut-off point, right up the joint fourth with the Kevins on eight points. Leapfrogging the, the clans who are joint on seven points with Hunterstown Rovers. So, yeah, it'll be Hunterstown. Who won that head-to-head? Can I see who won the display? Shall I guess? I'll just search the records here and see... Did they, did they play each other yet? The clans and Hunterstown play each other. No, it doesn't look like they have. Oh, have they? I don't know whether they have or not. They haven't. They'll play each other in the next weekend. So that, that's a big crucial game there in the same points. They'll want to get level. Uh, I want to want to get that head to head um, out of the way, and who wins that is going to be Christian. That's at home in Hunston, Sunday the nineteenth of June, um, following that week break. So yeah, that that was that. But I just want to go and touch on, uh, give a little bit of uh, flavour of the Jimmy Murray podcast, just a snippet from it, um, just because it's just a really hard hitting podcast um, for people, that, the patrons that have signed up. Very proud of Jimmy for coming on and talking. It was a hard thing to do. It gets very emotional at times and it's a tough listen. But it's a worthwhile listen as well for a lot of people who we feel might be affected by gambling and who you wouldn't think is affected by it or just how it might even be starting to become impactful on their on their lives. Yeah, so here's a little snippet from that and then we'll, we'll draw the podcast episode 199 to a close. And, that, and what did they provide for you? 
Cameron's Anonymous. Yeah. You listen to the stories and you see a bit of yourself and everyone that talks. Okay. And it's that constant, it's, it's the constant reminders and it's like, it's the repetition nearly of hearing those stories and playing it back. Yeah, and then the fear that if, when somebody doesn't return. Okay. You know, you don't get them on the phone and they come back into the, the 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 world that that could that consumes you like you know because gambling consumes me no doubt no doubt like, I could tell you so many stories of like I'm getting a, a bike on the bike to work scheme and I can laugh now <laughs> if, I, I'd say if I'd done a questionnaire and I was asked what what's the one sport that I hate I'd say cycling but I got a bike on the bike to work scheme and. It was one of these cubes, a, a fancy bike, and got sold it a month later for half its value. Just for the Dro- cash. T- drove to home and sold it. And I think before I got back into Monaghan, or back into the Republic, I had no money left. Gone. And that, that's, only, that's only the tip, like there's loads. Yeah, so that's it. Thanks very much again. Thanks, Jimmy, for sharing. Um, do sign up and, and, and listen to that full podcast it's well worth it uh, sign up as well for the build up for the Cork game this week thanks very much for listening thanks very much for supporting the Loud and Proud podcast really appreciate it I will talk to you during the week and if not I'll talk to you next Saturday after the Loud and Cork game good luck bye bye and thank you